I am Tova Cito. I believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And I believe it's our job to get us there. Every week, I will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tova Cito. I am so happy to be with each and every one of you. I am especially grateful for Brittany Crow, who is the sponsor of today's episode. I am so thankful to you, Brittany, for your love and encouragement and your incredibly kind and generous donation. I am telling you the remedy exists because of everyone's contribution. And so if you are enjoying the remedy, um, if you're getting something out of the remedy and you would like to sponsor an episode, well, I would love it. Kevin, who is the one who's I would certainly love it. <laughs> would really, really, really love it. So if you are interested in being a sponsor of the next show of The Remedy, we would appreciate it. All you need to do is go to tovacito.com, click on The Remedy, and go to contribute to The Remedy or donate to The Remedy, I think is the, the little tab. Um, so today, I am really excited about what we're talking about. Uh, in the spirit of it being Valentine's week, I thought it might be fun to do a show on how to really love someone because you know, Kev, I am the love expert. That is true. You're the guru. <laughs> how many failed relationships? <laughs> Almost as many as me. <laughs> so don't, don't, uh, don't think I'm offering all this advice because I have it down pat. That's certainly not. Um, these are things that I've learned through a lot of failures um, and through a lot of really good therapy. Um, and so it's just some of my thoughts. I, I literally, I sat down yesterday, Kevin, to write down, write this list down. And I thought, okay, I have like an hour. It maybe took me five minutes. Really? Oh, it's came that easy. Yes. And it's probably honestly all of the things that I know I, I need to work on. I mean, I, uh, I don't, I'm not always the best at, so at loving someone. So when I talk about love um, here, what I'm talking about is romantic love. So there's lots of different kinds of love out there. That's a good point. It's important um, to distinguish. Yeah. So today I'm going to talk about things that I think um, should really exist um, in a in a loving romantic relationship. And what I would really love, um, so I'll post something about this on Instagram. What I'd really love is if there's something that I forgot, I would love for anybody who listens to this and they're like, oh, okay, I agree with you with this, this, but man, you totally forgot about X or Y. Um, if I hear any, I'll pipe up too. Yeah, yeah. Um, if something triggers something, I'd, yes. I'd love to hear it because... Um, I am definitely a work in progress. So my list on how to really love someone. The first thing I said is you got to laugh with them. Um, you know, years ago I was on a girl's trip and um, I was snowshoeing with some friends and, and you know how girls are, we're always talking. And one of my friends asked us all like if you could only have one quality like this is just guaranteed you have one quality 
in another person, what would that quality be? And without hesitating, I was the first one to speak up and I said, he's got to, he's got to make me laugh. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be funny. And, um, and you know, I mean, I just, oh, I'm such a sucker for humor. (laughs) Oh, if you can make me laugh. I, uh, I'm probably not going to go anywhere. In fact, the, yeah, you know, I'm dating somebody right now and his name's Robert and Robert can really make me laugh. And, oh, I just, and he probably loves how much I'm always giggling at him. He's, he's oh yes. Every guy definitely appreciates that. <laughs> it's funny though. I mean, a person I don't think, and this is just my personal opinion, doesn't need to necessarily be inherently funny for you guys to laugh together. I mean, there are definitely people who you're funny when you're together. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, this person's funny for me, maybe yes. not funny for the earth, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the earth. <laughs> yeah. <I love> that <laughs> That's the only earth. way I could think to put that. <laughs> I think you're exactly right. Like, are they funny to you? That's all that matters. So I, I think laughter is such an important part of a healthy and happy and loving relationship. Um, I think one really important way to love your partner is to not check other people out. Um, so clearly just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean all the good looking people in the world disappear. That's just not realistic. But I think, I think it is just so, um, I mean, we've all been with somebody. We've all been with somebody who checked somebody else out. Yeah. I mean, have you? Have you spent time with a girl who checked out somebody else out and you're like, oof. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't really notice, but I'm sure it's happened. Positive. I, maybe girls don't do it quite as much as guys. Probably. And we've talked, we've actually, I'm having a little deja vu. We've discussed this kind of before, yeah, haven't we? We have discussed it. Jan has talked about it. And you can make a conscious effort. It's not that difficult, yeah. I think, for guys to just not, be, you know. Yeah. Remember Janice told that story that like the first date she went on with her husband? Yes. Um, <laughs> he, there was a beautiful girl uh, that walked by and Janice was like, okay, here, we're going to see how this goes. And uh, he, she walked by, he looked at her and he looked right back. And, I mean, clearly, the beautiful girl existed, right? It's, like, not that beautiful people aren't going to exist. It's just how long do you how long do you stay in that space? So, yep, you can't do it. No. Because the most beautiful person is sitting right in front of you. That's, exactly. That's who you need to be looking at. <clears throat> oh, but, I mean, every person, when they're not with their significant other, will totally eyeball someone else. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> When you don't have to worry about that, you know. You think that? Do you think that's okay, though? I think that's just human nature. Yeah, I think that's fine. You think it's okay? Yeah. I don't know. Especially if you're wearing sunglasses, because no one one can see where you're looking. It's like (laughs) Kevin, stop talking. Like looking straight ahead with shades on, but on. Is that why your shades are (laughs) weird, creep? I don't think you should check other people out. I, I don't actively do it. First of all, I'm just an avid people watcher in general. I stare at everyone. I mean, not stare, but, you know, observe yeah, people. I do, too. I do, too. I find people very fascinating. And But I, I'm pretty I mean, good about not ogling period, yeah, people. Yeah, you can't you know. do that. Because, you know what Janice talks about that I really love is she talks about that sexual oozing. Like, remember when she talks about that? Like, when when your sexuality starts oozing into mm-hmm. somebody else because of how they look, that's when it becomes... Problematic. Yes, problematic. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't become problematic. <laughs> yes. Do surprise. 
some the person that you love. I just think surprising the person that you love with, I mean, it doesn't even have to be something big or um, outlandish or expensive, like a little note on the creamer in the morning or, you know, just something that they weren't expecting, some expression of thoughtfulness and love. I think an element of surprise in a relationship is just awesome. Um, oh, I think it's so important to be grateful for your spouse. Um, you know, we can get busy and we can get distracted and we can get myopic in our lives. And I think that just forgetting how lucky we are to have the person beside us and, um, and really acknowledging the things about them that we find so precious and sweet and, and, you know, we feel lucky. Obviously we, we feel lucky that we're in that relationship. Otherwise we wouldn't be in that relationship. So just always being grateful and expressing gratitude for the other person, I think is a really important part of loving the other person. Well, I think if we're really loving um, the person that we are next to, that we are not operating out of fear. Um, I don't think, you know, the Bible says it perfectly. It says perfect love casts out fear. And I believe that when we are in a loving and kind and good relationship, that our actions and reactions are... Um, come from a place of true love and not not out of fear. So I think that's a really, you know, there there were times, there have been times in probably all of my relationships where instead of of responding or or operating out of a place of love, I I have done it out of fear or protection, and so. Um, and, and that never goes well. It just never, ever goes well. So perfect love casts out all fear. That's a quote from Jesus. Um, I think you got to be super intentional. You know, um, we live in this crazy, busy, fast-paced world where with a thousand distractions, whether it's the TV or the phone or the kids or our work or an email ding, you know, whatever it is. I think that if we aren't intentionally making time and space for the person that we love, I think it's really easy to just one day goes by and then two days go by. And then all of a sudden the third day has gone by and, and, and your relationship just sadly gets away from you. Um, you know, I don't think it's even crazy to put like reminders in your phone, <laughs> you know, whether it's like you put in a reminder every day or every couple of hours or every week or whatever, and, and just remind yourself like to intentionally be present, to intentionally love, to intentionally move towards um, move towards your relationship. Um, it's just, it really, a great relationship takes great intention. I just, I really, really believe that. Um, great relationships don't just happen. They just don't. And, uh, I think all of us have to be intentional. Um, I think a really important part of 
of loving someone. And I was so glad that I thought of this. <laughs> I was so glad I was so <laughs> like smart. I'm proud too. of myself. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I was just like, ooh, that's a good one. I think to love someone else, um, a, a way that, one way that we can love someone else is to take really good care of ourselves. Um, how we smell, how we look, great one. Yeah. how we, how we ex, you know, whether or not we exercise, how we keep our bodies. I mean, I'm telling you, Robert, uh, he has a myriad of his sins will forever be forgiven because of the way he smells. <laughs> <laughs> he smells so good. And he's an over shower. Are you an? I bet you're not an over shower. No, but it's funny you mentioned that though, because that's one of the things my fiance always says, like her favorite thing. She's you never smell? met anyone who smells like me, and it's like her favorite smell in the world. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but it's it's a good thing, I guess. It makes you feel good. Oh yeah. Oh, there is nobody that smells like Robert. And you know what's crazy? Okay. Well, I mean, clearly, um, um, I don't want your fiance to hear this and be like, okay, why is she keeping on <laughs> Kevin? But I've never noticed the way that you smell. No like, one else has ever said that to me. Like, you know? Yep. So I do think it's unique to like... Absolutely. So there's just something you heard that pheromones? happens with another... Yeah, I think it's totally something like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about the chemical makeup mm -hmm. of you for her that it's like... It's like an animalistic attraction. Yes. Um, when I sleep sometimes, scientific. this is creepy. She'll lay next to me and put her nose underneath my nostrils so you can smell my breath coming out of my nose. I'm like, that's weird. Oh, but, but it so speaks to her. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get it. I mean, when Robert shows up and, and, and then I hug him and then I've got his smell like on my clothes. Oh, it, there's just... And in fact, even my daughter, Anna Pren, sometimes I'll come home after going to dinner with him or whatever, and she'll be like, you smell like Robert. <laughs> oh, so she notices it too. Yeah, she totally notices it. But <clears throat> there is just something about, like I love, I love the way Robert dresses. I love, the, I love his belts. I love his hair. I love his, like everything. Like, and he takes such good care of himself that it's so attractive. If there was ever an episode for Robert to listen to, this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, dude. <laughs> well, I just think it's really, I think it's a really important part. I mean, it's a really important part of loving yourself, but it is a gift that you give to the person that you're with when you take really good care of yourself. When you look good, yeah. smell good. You know, I remember... Um, oh, God, yeah. Speaking of significant others listening, Elise, if you are listening, by the way, I don't think that's creepy. I think it's sweet. <laughs> It's just kind of different, is all. <laughs> hey, it's new, and you you appreciate it, right? Sure. Um, oh, I was going to say, oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, I remember when I, okay, so I used to work at the church, right? I used to work for 10 years at a church, so I'd get up every morning, work out, get ready, um, and go to work, and so I always looked nice, and then in 2014, I came, I resigned and came home and stayed home with my kids for a few years. And I remember there were, there were, were like days <laughs> where I didn't get out of my workout clothes. And doesn't that kind of weigh on your, I, I, it makes me depressed if I let myself do that. Yes. Well, now that I'm, and, and I mean, and I all to say, like, I think that a lot and, and don't get me wrong, if you're a stay-at-home mom that's in your workout clothes, I'm not saying this so that you yeah, are, you're not faulting. are you're just, full of yeah. shame. I'm just saying, 
for me, I, I, and you know what? One of my dear friends, Amy Bowers, I hope you're listening. This is a good episode for you too. She's been a guest on the show. Yes, yes. Um, she always, and when I say, and my friend Natalie McGuire, both of them, Mike, Mike's wife, both of them always look and smell and are dressed and I, every time I would see them or like meet them for lunch, I'd be in my workout clothes and they would be like, not in their work. You know, they just look so beautiful and mm -hmm. smell so beautiful and have good makeup. And I mean, and I have like hair on my head, you know, ponytail and no makeup. And, you know, I might've changed from my yoga clothes into another pair of yoga clothes, but I didn't shower. And I always thought, God, but their husbands really appreciate that about them. Like there is just something about that, that I think is, it sends a message to their spouses, their husbands. That like Absolutely. They were worth, you know, like, maybe that's what happened with my marriage. That resonates with me big time, though, <laughs> that one. That. <laughs> Does it? Oh, totally. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's important. I have to make myself do that. I mean, I have to get up and get dressed and be groomed every day or else I just, my self-worth goes down. It really does. Yeah. I, and you know what? I think it does. I think it it, it really affects our, your your self worth, how you feel about yourself. Hundred so. percent. And it's a, I've always said, and this is some. Oh man, I could I get on this tangent. I end up talking about on. it all day. Uh, just the way people in general dress, like to go out to dinner these days and stuff, it drives me nuts. I always say I should have lived in like the fifties when everyone dressed up to go out everywhere because I, I like that. Where it's it's not um, laziness or whatever. It's, it's a it's a respect thing. I think just for other people around you and for the people that you're spending time with, and that's something that I think is kind of lost on American culture present day. You know what? I I so agree with you, especially like so. I, when I lived in San Francisco, you know, growing up in Dallas, my family, we always dressed up. I mean, <clears throat> it didn't matter where we were going. We always looked I love nice. that. Oh, my mom. I dress up to fly. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was a big one. <laughs> That's a big that deal. That was a big one. My mom was like, you want the airlines to respect you? Look respectable. I mean, that was a big, the it's so funny you say that because travel was a big one. But when I moved to San Francisco in and this is when I was in my 20s. This is like late 80s. Yeah, late, late. No, no. Yeah, no. Late, it, 90s, late okay. 90s. So. Um, my era. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I lived in the city and I just, I mean, people would go out in like their Nike shorts and a tank top. And I, I was so freaked out as to like, wait a minute, you guys don't get. Yeah, like to go out to dinner to or out? something. No. It's like, really? Yeah. No, they would go from working out to dinner, and it, there was no distinction. And I was, I felt like I was such a fish out of water. It, it, that's perfectly acceptable today. You are the fish yeah. out of water. The people who yeah. actually dress up are the ones who are weird. Like, yeah. th I mean, th that's how you're perceived. Yeah. I love dressing up. And it's not that hard. I mean, no. I mean I'm talking about just a blazer, a nice sweater, and, oh, a, and yeah. a button down shirt or something. I mean, it is, that's like considered dressing up nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, now that I'm back at work full time and I need to like look nice, it 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 does make a difference. I really even when I, I started I, so when I started going back to work when I was dating Robert, and he was like, "I've never seen any of these clothes." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you had stuff yeah. like this. Wow! <laughs> I was like, "Oh gosh, I've been in yoga clothes too long." So, anyway, maybe just step it up a little bit. I think it sends a good message to your spouse uh, or to the person you love. Um, 
I think it's really important when you love someone to take an interest in their interests. So, um, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of things that, um, that maybe are like from a like interest standpoint or on a scale of one to 10, it might land at, if it's a 10 for Robert, it's a two or three for me, but because it's a 10 to him, like, I got to get to. I got to yeah. get to an eight. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to get to an eight. I mean, that's a lot. I don't know that you have to go to an eight, but you you got to at least be in the ballpark. You got you know? five or six. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. If but, at least we're five or six interested in uh, my Xbox or the Howard Stern show or something, it would go a long way. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least like get on the playground. You know, you may not get in the sandbox or you may not get on the swing, but at least. Showing up goes a yeah, long way. Showing up goes a long way. I think I think it's a really important part of loving someone. Um, this one I know is probably going to strike a chord with a bunch of people, but I think it's a really important thing about loving someone is to love their family. You got to love their family. You got to love their mom. <laughs> you got to you really got to love their mom. You got to love their dog. Dogs. You just you have. To, you have to love the people they love. Yeah, you got to embrace it. You got to embrace it. And and you know what? That's whole, whole saying of like I can talk about my family, but you're not allowed to talk about my family is so 100% true. true. Oh yeah. Uh, you know. Big time. It's just 100% true. And so I think oftentimes it's really easy to focus on the things that are hard about their family. And even if you can only find like an itsy bitsy sliver of something that's fabulous about them, then just concentrate on that sliver. Just focus on that. Yeah, yeah. Just focus on the sliver because their family is not going anywhere. And you're only going to make your relationship more difficult if you don't at least try to embrace their family. I think it's a really important part of loving somebody well. A really important part of loving someone well, and this one is very difficult for many people, is to not be defensive. Are you defensive? Can you be defensive? Kevin? Oh, God, of course. <laughs> we all are. I mean, <laughs> totally. I love the way that you answered that. Everyone is defensive. Everyone is judgmental. It's like just one of those things. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you be so emphatic about anything. <laughs> oh, big time. And every person would probably like to say, oh, I'm not defensive. And then I think I was about to say that. Say, I can't stand your dog. I'm like, what the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> you know, I, I've learned a lot in therapy about being defensive. And of course I can be defensive, but if, if your first response you know, I've, I, it's just so important that we respond to people instead of react to people. If we could respond in love instead of react to defend, I mean, imagine what would happen to the fights and the conflict and yeah. the drama, you know? It would just go way down. So I know that's a tough one for, as Kevin would say, all of us. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> Uh, don't Certainly be defensive <laughs> and don't be judgmental. <laughs> um, okay, just like you have to really love their family, uh, you may not have to love all of their friends, but you got to try. You got to try with their friends. Um, 
But do you think friends, I mean, that one's as much of a requisite as family? I no. mean, you can totally. No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's even close to family. I don't think it comes close to family. And I do think that there are friendships that you're probably not going to understand yeah. and totally embrace. Um, and you may not even agree with, you know, but I think, and, and you can land that plane in that, but I think the point is you have to try. And if you try and it doesn't work or you try and it's not what's best for you or you try and it's not what's best for the relationship, I think the important thing is that you try. The effort goes along. Yes. Right? I think you got to try. Um, because especially for me, like if I'm dating someone, I'm, you know, I'm 47 years old. Like I have my friends. Like if I bring someone into my life they're going to be introduced to my people, you know, and of course they've got to try with my people, you know, and I've got to try with their people because it's not like we're going to make new friend groups together. You know, like when you're in your twenties no, yeah. and you're getting Very young true. and married, like you have your friends, but when you're older, like I have my friends, the, Robert has his friends. Like it's been a very important part of our relationship that we try with each other's friends and I mean there's no way to help like to to avoid it it's oh. it's a reflection of you as well you know For who sure. you choose as friends especially at this point in life you know people who've been there through your most prominent years yeah yeah and you may not even understand or have been privy to all of that but you've got to respect the doesn't fact matter that, yeah yeah that 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 they were yeah, it's it's been a really interesting uh, learning curve for me dating let me tell you something. Don't get divorced, Kevin, because it's weird. <laughs> Not planning dating on it, when you're, <laughs> but like doing things as a being single as a forty something is really different than starting your life and dating someone as a 20. Like, I'm not looking for someone to have children with. I'm not looking. Like, what you're looking for is so different, you know? And think about how much history you have. Like, how much of my life has history? How much of the person I date is going to have history? Like, when you're dating in your 20s, you're, there's not a whole lot of history, you know? There's a whole lot of baggage. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole lot of pain. There's a whole lot of... of life you i think know? you're more equipped though way more equipped to have you know more what you want to have a mature relationship as you get you older can be. i mean you can if you did the hard work you i know? didn't decide i was with a girl that i could be with forever until i was in my 30s so and i think now going back even being in your 30s going back to the dating world i mean so i'm in three years since i did but would be very odd yeah. and very different than when you know i was young yeah yeah like super young yeah. i get what you're saying um okay my next one, to love someone well, is be kind. I know that sounds so silly, but, you know, it is, and it sounds so simple, but sometimes it's not. Like, sometimes we are the least kind and the least patient and the least loving to the person that we should be the most kind and the most patient and the most so loving true. to. So true. Yeah, because when you when you're bottling those kind of things up, you put on such a mask and a front in front of the people in your everyday life, and the person that you can be yourself with yeah. is most likely your significant other. But if the person you, you, who you are inside at that point is someone who's you know nervous or frustrated or upset with something that's going on, you're gonna let all of that out with the person who shouldn't be getting the brunt of it. Yeah, the last person that should be getting yep. that that piece of you. Totally. Um, years where when I was getting divorced. Um, my son, one of my sons, was 
really hard on me. Like just, he went through this period where he was not happy with me and I couldn't do anything right. He was real feisty and argumentative and, and, um, and I knew, I knew it was out of his pain. You know, I knew it was because of what was happening with our family. Emotional acting out. But he only saved it for me. You know, I got, I got it. Nobody else, you know, his dad didn't get it. His, his grandparents didn't get it. Like his brother and sister didn't get it. And I was talking to Janice about it one time and I'm like, you know, he's so hard on me. Like, I, like I, it's so painful. Like why, why do I get it? And she was like, you're the safest place. You're the safest place. Of course you're going to get it. And I was like, well, that sucks. Like, how do I become the least safest place so that I can I, I totally be treated better? But, but it did give me some insight as to why, you know, and we do. We treat the people that are the, the closest and the safest and the least flight risk. Like, we treat them sometimes the worst. Um, we take it for granted. That is know? so true. Yeah. We can't do that. Um. Okay, if you're going to love someone well, you cannot keep stuff inside of you. You have to communicate um, how you're feeling. I'm terrible at that one. Are you terrible at that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely. better get good at that quick. I guess. I, you're about to get married. You know what? I think, honestly, I think most guys are probably, I bet your bride is good at that. Yeah, I think so. Or better. At, much, much, much better. Get yes. better at that than you. Because she always perceived me as being like calm, you know, kind of level-headed and always, always kind of knew what I was doing, you know what I mean? And so anytime something goes wrong that throws off my status quo, I don't want her to know about that. Mm. And then all of a sudden one night when I've had a couple beers or something and I, I blow up, not at her, just at what's going on. She's like, I had no idea that this was happening. Like you got to talk to me. Yeah. And I got to quit bottling things up until it over... Yep. overflows yeah i mean stuff that doesn't have anything to do with her stuff that does have to do yes. with, yeah, like all of it like you just you know my uh, again janice <laughs> she always she always says like you got you have to feel it to heal it like you there is no there is no ignoring there's no like it will manifest there's no quick and easy way no. to jump over the feeling part and no. skip ahead yeah. no you have to like People who just ignore their emotions or ignore what's going on inside of them, let me tell you something. It comes out. Like it's, whether you you end up coping with it in a, in a destructive way or you blow up one night after two beers or you shop, you know, I think there's a ton of ways that people cope with how they're feeling. Like it, it does it shows up, you know, it shows yep. up. With and men, I think it's just a desire to, a pride thing, because you want to be the caretaker. You don't ever want... Well, you can't person be weak. Who, who you can't t- be yes, weak. who you like to take care of. You don't ever want her to be worrying about you, you know? Like, that's... And so you end up just not, not expressing those things. Yeah, but you know what? Let me tell you something. You being perceived as weak would... That would not... That would not appear to your significant other as a weakness it just wouldn't i think that i think that's impossible for guys to wrap their head around oh (laughs) i promise you that kevin if i mean the times where i have found robert the most attractive is when he has shared something with me that has been difficult whether it's he's had a bad day or he's upset with me or you know like he 
he had a bad business deal or he thought something was going to happen and it didn't. And you know, whatever it is like those, like it shows vulnerability and I I just don't get how that can be endearing. I (laughs) promise you it's not, it's not only endearing, it's amazingly attractive. I promise you. I cannot believe that. (laughs) Believe (laughs) me. And you know what? Have your bride listen to this. And I promise you, she'd be like, yep. She knows what she's talking about. No, you're probably right. Yeah. I am right. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate your wisdom. I am right. Um, Okay, you got to kiss. You have to kiss. You have to like give good kisses. I mean, remember when you were like 15 and you could make like make out for Mm -hmm. hours? It was like the most unbelievable thing on earth. (laughs) Yes. Totally. Yes. Like we just, man, we, we just buy pass and blow through like the good stuff and there is nothing there is nothing like a great kiss you're right i don't ever stop kissing don't ever stop making out oh there's just nothing like a good kiss um if you're gonna love someone well you have got to say i'm sorry you've got to be able to say i'm sorry um which i know for a lot of people is not easy um I think I my next one is you is you have to forgive. So I think that there's people who are really good at forgiving and then I think that there's people that are really good at saying sorry, but I think it's rare that one person is amazing at both. I think I'm pretty good at both. You do? I will totally apologize when I'm wrong because a lot of it I hate the guilt is the worst emotion on earth in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so if I know that I did something wrong, I will admit right away. And when uh, we've got over a fight, if she did something wrong, they have to apologize for me. I can get over something in two seconds. With her, it's, first of all, she never apologizes. And I hope you're not listening to this, but that's okay. I mean, and if she does, it's like, okay, fine. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? It's not one of those like it's not real like apologies. A real sorry. Yes. And when I do something, even when I apologize right away, I was like, oh, shit. I did the, I'm wrong in this. Totally. I'm sorry. It's going to be a much longer, you know, it's a little bit longer of a process for. Oh, but, yes. A women's recovery. Is drastically a lot different longer than yes. men's. And if you're a man and you're listening to this, don't she will come around. You just got to give her a minute. Guys just want everything to be okay. True. Yep. You just want, want to go uh, back okay, to normal. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yep. Let's go back. Like no, dream on. Like yep. it takes a minute. You and know? I'm a flawed guy. I, I know this, but I'm pretty good about apologizing and forgiving. But that's really only with my significant other. You know, I love her. It's a different kind of relationship. I mean, there are certain people who I can hold a major grudge if they did something wrong. But mm-hmm. once they apologize and I feel like it's genuine, I, I can totally get over it. You can totally get Absolutely. over it. Absolutely. Well, um, I am, I am very good at saying I'm sorry. Like if I have done something like i have i have royally screwed up with, Me too. with berto and i have like when he tells me and i'm like oh like there are times i've just i've beat myself up 10 times longer and harder than he ever would about something i've done but it when it comes to forgiving him it takes me like i can hear the words i can say i will get there mm-hmm. but Please don't try to kiss me and hold my Don't try to force that process either. You have to let it run its course. You have to. to. Even if if you're a guy who's controlling and whatnot, it's like you have to relinquish relinquish that control and just let it play out. Yes. Because you're not not helping. No, 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 no. 
<laughs> it's great that you know this so early in, in your relationship. Good job. <laughs> um, okay, I once, and I can't remember whether it was a podcast or a book, but um, it was a great um, thing that I heard or read that said that the most, um, and I think I might have shared this, you tell me, Kevin, that the most successful relationships are ones where you connect emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, and physically. I don't think you've said that before. Okay. So I, I can't, again, I can't, I think I read it in a book, um, but the wherever I heard it, um, the person said, if you want to have a, uh, like your highest success rate is if you um, pursue, not only pursue one another on all four of these levels, but you connect on all four of these levels. Or you're always working towards, okay, you may not have a true spiritual connection today, or it may not be exactly what you want, but you're pursuing that together. You may not emotionally be exactly where you want to be, but you're pursuing that emotional connection together. So it's, Emotionally, you're pursuing and connecting on on these levels, an emotional level, intellectual level, which I really loved. Like, are they stimulating you? Are they teaching you? Are you? I mean, I love, yeah, I'm a, a good one. big one on intellectual. So emotional, intellectual, spiritual, and physical. Like you have to be connecting and pursuing for your your highest chance of success in a loving and romantic relationship. Isn't that good? Very good. Yeah. Do you think that some people could get too caught up in it though, and it's, maybe it's unrealistic to think that you're going to be able to connect, you know, easily in all four of those? Because if you don't right away, it doesn't mean that you can't be working towards right. it. So. So yes, I don't. Think if you don't connect on any of them, though, you're probably in bad shape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be very rare. And and I think that it, so say you connect emotionally and intellectually and physically, but you're missing a spiritual connection. I do believe that your relationship is not as successful as it could be because so I, you can fill that void yes so i i i think is i think the word that's really good is pursuing you know you may you may not be there where you want to be emotionally or intellectually or spiritually or physically but are you continuously working to pursue a connection in all four of those areas i think that's the gotcha yeah i i, I when i read that i was like that speaks to me like and if I didn't have all four of those components in my relationship, if I wasn't pursuing all four of those to varying degrees, I mean, I totally connect with Robert intellectually and emotionally and physically, probably spiritually is our least. Um, I'd say me too. Yeah. It's just not really a thing we talk about. But. Yes. Which is so, so funny because I have a very strong personal yes. spiritual practice. But it's not something that we totally connect. But but it is something that we are pursuing. Yeah. On on a level that I'm comfortable with, you know. So as long as we're, as long as it's on the table. Like if he was like, I don't care about that. I don't want that. You know. Then that would be that would a, be a deal that breaker would be a, for me. It would be a really? deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I guess just, I, I can understand that, especially yeah. in terms of longevity with your relationship and when it comes to raising kids. And I think that's something that you kind of got to. You got you have to address. But yes, I would say that about it. You got to be on the same field. I'd say, you know, physically, if we did not connect, if I was like emotionally attracted to him and intellectually and spiritually attracted to him, but I wasn't a, I wasn't physically attracted to him. I wouldn't 
be with him. Yeah. You know, that isn't like, going to work either. It's not going to work either. No. So I think that's why I think those, you know, someone's emotionally connecting, spiritually connecting, physically, but she's stupid or he's like not stimulating you intellectually. Like it's not going to be, it's not going to last to the degree or to this as at the success. Um, I don't, I'm not articulating I, the spirituality though. I think hands down is the grayest of any of those four in terms of ironing that out. I mean, if it's black and white, then I get it. If, uh, like it would, it would trouble me to, da- and I'm not, I don't go to church a lot. I'm not that spiritual, but I've always mm-hmm. believed in God. And if I was trying to date someone who says, I mean, I don't believe in God. I think that's all a bunch of BS. That would be right then and there. Like, you know, that's going to be a problem, but right. it can be very gray people. You can believe in God, but not know what you want to do. And even if you're with someone who maybe is a little more dedicated to their faith or something like that, that's more you can work on. But if it's, if it's that black and white, then... Well, you know what? I think... You know what I think? I think it's what's your comfort level, you know? I think for every couple, it's different. And I think, you know, like maybe your idea of spirituality is very different from mine. That's true, too. But yep. as long as you're connecting to the degree and pursuing to the degree that you feel comfortable with in your relationship, that's all that matters. Then that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. So I do agree that it's... It's gray. It's probably grayer than the other areas because there's. It's, yeah, to me, it's pretty cut and dry whether you're physically attracted to someone or right. you know emotional connection right. and um, intellectual. That kind of stuff is more abundant, abundantly clear. Right, but if you're spiritually, like it, it really can be a very esoteric, mm-hmm. ambiguous, out there kind of like what what does that mean? Yes, and I think it's open just, to a lot of interpretation. Yes, yes, and I think that that has to be your comfort level you know, whatever it is for you. And some people are very black and white. Like some people are like, I'm yep. Jewish or I'm Christian and I'm only going to date, you know, I'm I'm this and I'm only going to date this. And so um, whatever it is for you. Um, okay. Next one on my list for a, how to really love someone. Uh, you can never, ever, never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever, never, ever, Lie. Okay, this is an important one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can't lie. You can't lie about anything. You can't lie about what you had for lunch. You can't lie about what time you got home. You can't you can't lie. And if you have to lie in your relationship, then you something is very broken and you gotta fix that. Because you cannot lie. I'm good here. I'm honest to a fault, so I'm good on that one. Well, that's stay that way. But I will lie about myself sometimes. It's like, are you sure you're okay? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm totally fine, even though things are going on in my head, you know? And I guess that does kind of, but that's only for, I rationalize that as saying, well, I'm sparing her having to worry about me, you know? Well, you could say, I have a lot on my mind, but I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah, that's true, too. I don't want you to worry, you know? You can't lie. And like she's not going <laughs> to not going to pry. <laughs> and you're probably going to have an extra beer that night. She's probably. Know, so just tell her anyway. Um, okay, I'm going to I have two more. I think one way to really love the person that you're with is to have a lot of fun together. I think um, you know, couples, especially couples who've been together for a really long time, they just forget all the reasons that they fell in love. And, you know, that magic that existed in the very beginning, like, don't lose the magic, like, hold on to it, because, gosh, you had it once, you know, go, go get it. Well, you're sitting pretty there with, I've heard about 
you know, Robert's date nights. He's always creative oh, and, you know, he's easy to have fun with. Yeah, he's he is so much he is so much fun and I just I love it about him. Okay, I'm going to end with this one. I heard it in church a couple weeks ago and I absolutely loved it. They're actually doing like this whole marriage thing. Um and oh, I just I absolutely loved it. So the pastor said, if you want a healthy, happy relationship, you've got to live by the 80/20 rule. So 20% of every relationship you know is not amazing. 80% of our time is often spent on the 20% that sucks instead of instead of the opposite. The good 80. Yeah. yeah, instead of the good 80. So, and let me tell you something, I can be terrible at this. I think I'm so, I know, I don't even think, I'm so scared of like being hurt and I'm so scared of a of a bad relationship that I am always focusing on the 20 that's not good because I need it to get good so that we can, we don't have any bad. Yep. You know, I don't want any bad, but the truth is you're in a relationship with another human being. And so there's always going to be an element of disappointment or failure or whatever word you want to use. There's going to always be the 20, you know? Absolutely. No matter who you're with. And so you really do have to focus. You have to be intentional that you're not spending all of your time in trying to fix the 20 instead of celebrating the 80. So I would say if you are lucky enough to love someone and you're lucky enough to have someone love you, like, celebrate, celebrate the 80 because, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people on this planet who aren't even lucky enough to be in a relationship right now. They'd give anything for the 20% suck to have the 80. Absolutely. So go celebrate the 80 tonight and you, your spouse or your significant other can thank me for that. (laughs) Hey, spend more time loving than um than the other stuff and you know we i think we oftentimes make relationships um a whole lot more difficult than they need to be and i know all of these things i make it sound so simple and it's not because we're we're only human but gosh loving someone is the greatest greatest blessing that our god has ever given us and to be loved by someone is such a gift and it's just something we cannot take for granted so i hope your valentine's was fabulous and i hope you have an amazing week and until next time see you later